0: Hey there, I'm Catalina Villegas, I'm the host of ROLI's Experts Explain Everything podcast. ROLI is the platform where journalists find experts for their stories. It is created by journalists for journalists. And as a journalist myself, I love to find fascinating people on ROLI. Experts with so much knowledge and insight, and yet it rarely makes it past the headlines. So I'm bringing on one of those experts to answer all of the burning questions I've ever had about their field. Today I'm chatting with Kit Webster. He's the owner of Acceleration Strategies and an author of Capitalism Is Past Its Sell By Date. Kit, thank you so much for joining me.
1: Thanks, I'm glad to be here.
0: Now Kit, you've had many, many titles from CEO to CFO and CPA and professor. Tell us a little bit about your story.
1: Well, life's what happens when you're making other plans, right? So <laughs> yes. I, gradu- I graduated college with a master's degree in electrical engineering and started out designing electronics and programming computers. And along the way, uh, the comp- my company uh, got into financial trouble. They needed a CFO. They asked me to do it. I had no idea what accounting was all about, but I taught myself that. And went off into the financial direction got my CPA, and then ultimately uh, became CFO, CEO, president of various companies. Uh, I enjoy teaching, and so I have lectured at the University of Texas at Austin Business School.
0: Those are a lot of titles. Uh, And you're also author, speaking of titles, you wrote a book called Capitalism is Passed Sell by Date. Can you tell us a little bit about the topic you explored in this book?
1: Well, through a a fairly extensive process, I came to the conclusion that we were on the path of unsustainability. Uh, That is, we're consuming too much of the Earth's resources. And when I began to plumb down into why that's the case, I came to the conclusion that capitalism basically has been too successful. It has been successful in turning people and materials and energy and ideas into people and things. So we're, we're using up the plant. And then I got into looking at capitalism and realized that we're in late stage capitalism. And capitalism is basically, I'm, I'm not going to say destroying itself, but it's rendering itself ineffective at the same time that is causing uh, unsustainability.
0: Hmm. You know, I could totally see this conversation playing out with someone uh, from a nonprofit or an activist, but you are a CEO and a CFO and you don't, those folks don't generally go after the same economic system that is kind of letting them thrive in a way. Tell me, how do you recognize some of the dangers of capitalism, but at the same time, benefit from them?
1: Well, I think there are two things to explore here. The first one is that I've been a dyed-in-the-wool free-market capitalist my entire life. I have felt that capitalism, and I, I still do, uh, provides the best material return to humans. At the same time, my personality, I'm not sure whether I'm related to Daniel Webster or not, uh, the great orator of the 1900s or the 1800s, mm-hmm. the uh, 19th century. But he once won the uh, a, a lawsuit for the prosecution and then on appeal won it for the defense. And ever since then, I have sort of had a passion for looking at all sides of a problem and trying to get to the point where I can successfully argue a question from either side. And so when I got to sustainability, when I got to capitalism, I had to dig, dig down very deeply to try to understand the pros and the cons and the trade-offs because these are very complex questions.
0: Yeah, no, no doubt they are. I mean, I think that is something that we're all grappling with and your title it alludes that maybe capitalism is done maybe there needs to be something else is there anything beyond capitalism that you think we should be looking at that still will provide us a good way of life but also allow us to not do it destroy the planet in the meantime
1: well i think that Capitalism provides, again, the most material, the best material condition, the mo- best use and efficient use of resources. But it overuses we have now gotten to the point where there are so many people consuming so much stuff mm-hmm. that we're, we're running out of things, we're running out of water. We've got rivers that run out before they reach the ocean. We're running out of fish, running out of topsoil. And so we have to look for another way or else nature will give us that other way itself. Unfortunately, if you look at something like socialism, which is in, a, in essence, probably theoretically fairer than capitalism in that its goal is to distribute wealth more equally because every system has trade-offs. Socialism has its strengths and weaknesses. Capitalism has its strengths and weaknesses. But the bottom line is that socialists want goodies too. And so what you're seeing is that socialistic countries or countries are adapting, say, capitalism with Chinese characteristics, because they want to create the things that you can distribute more equally. And so they need some. Amount of capitalism, just like we've got some degree of socialism and social security and and Medicare to attempt to become more fair. So you keep trying to find the perfect system, the perfect trade off of materialism and equality and inequality. And I'm not sure that it exists. I think the bigger issue is that we now got to the point where we now have too many people consuming too many things. And so, basically, we have to dial it back some. We have to stop consuming so much as a species.
0: I think it's good that we're all becoming a little bit more aware of that and the limitations of of the Earth when it comes to just applying our every desire and wish. But on behalf of capitalism, is there something to say about how it encourages innovation and originality and uh, creativity that might lead to problem solving that could help us become more sustainable?
1: Absolutely. I mean the issue is we have to use energy and materials more effectively and more efficiently and to do that what we need to do is look at the problems that we have in terms of sustainability and apply the knowledge and the creativity humans are extraordinarily creative and with the tools that we have built we need to look at the challenges that are ahead of us in terms of sustainability the question is one of priorities are we applying our tools and technology and creativity to things that address sustainability or are we addressing increased consumerism, increased goodies for prosperity's sake. And I think the answer is the latter. And so what we, there would be a a possible future where things can get better by themselves, but we have to concentrate on the proper priorities.
0: You know, something that you mentioned in your book that I find really fascinating is you talk about Uh, the green or sustainable growth or green growth how it's an oxymoron you can't really have uh, growth because we're already at at a point where we've maxed out the planet in in some sense Um, tell me a little bit about that because I'd never thought of that before in terms of how there is no way to grow more in a sustainable way
1: well a lot of people are getting to where you and I are, and that is that we've got a problem and we have to address it. So how do we do things better? Well, there are a number of potential solutions. One is that we can just be more efficient in what we use. This, another one is we can be more green in what we do. And when we grow, we grow in a more green fashion. The, that does beg the question that you raised, and that is, Are we at the limit already? And it's something I explore in some detail in my book as to where are we in terms of limits and where are we, and I've talked about it earlier in terms of topsoil and water and pollution and and those kinds of things. And my conclusion is that we are at or past the limit. Uh, We're not sustainable anymore if you come to that conclusion then you cannot grow anymore it doesn't matter whether it's green growth or not because any growth even if it's green and requires additional resources requires additional energy and so if you've got some margin if you come to a different conclusion than i do that says there's there's still some room left then you have to decide how you're going to take up that room because we've got lots of people coming behind us and those people are going to want all the things we have both on a green and a
0: non-green basis. And then some, right? I mean, I think that every time we have more stuff, more 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 things, we demand more, more water, more resources. Although there's a, definitely a conversation to be had as well about you know, the, the declining birth rates. And how does that play a part in, um, in, in all of this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And the good news, if you think it's good news, because it's, it's again, another complicated subject, but the decrease in, in growth rates and birth rates is happening in the developed countries, which is where most of the, comp- the uh, consumption takes place. Uh, the bad news is that we're going to have uh, 10 billion people, according to the UN's average projection of population, we're going to have 10 billion people on the planet by 2060. And uh, most of them, they're going to come in the United States, but at, at a lower rate than, the, than it has in the past. But most of those are going to come from the Middle East and Africa. And these are low, con- the good news is that these are low consumption countries. Uh, the bad news is they want everything we've got and so as they develop and as they grow their levels of consumption will be increasing from where they are now so uh, a, a decline in birth rates primarily in western countries well birth rates are declining everywhere but not past zero going to negative is happening primarily in Western countries and Africa and the Middle East are going to keep growing actually at fairly high rates. So that again, we'll get to the UN says about 10 billion people, uh, where we're at about 7.6 billion people now by 2060. So that's a lot of mouths to consume.
0: Yeah, no kidding. It'll be interesting to see what that happens. And when we are at that point, hopefully by then we'll have developed good technologies and better habits uh so we can not have such a terrible impact on on the planet i wanted to close out with greenwashing um uh, you are a ceo so you are involved in the private sector and lately there's been a lot of companies coming out and saying yes we're doing this good for the planet we're doing this and this and this uh but It doesn't always, uh, they don't always follow through on those uh, things that they promise. And it seems like it's more of a trend than an actual commitment. How do we get private companies and CEOs and presidents like yourself to see the value in sustainability and in um, the impact that capitalism has on the planet?
1: Well, I think we're going through a natural progression. I think right now, most of what's going on in terms of sustainability and uh, checking green boxes is more PR than reality. Now, I don't want to be too cynical. There are, are a lot of sincere people in corporations who really do understand that there's some a question and they really do want to uh, address it Uh, the problem is that the way we've implemented capitalism is for profit maximalization and if you're going to do things that are going to uh, hinder profits uh, then you you just might lose your job so the other hand is that you've got employees, particularly young employees, uh, that are demanding change. And you've got some shareholders that are demanding change. They want you to be more equitable. It's all kinds of change, having to do with all the hot buttons today, uh, from gender to, uh, uh, to, the, uh, to the economy, to the environment. And so with the, with the environment in mind, there is social pressure to change and there's profit pressure not to change. And it, it's a pretty natural progression. And I think uh, a little bit cynically right now, everybody's giving lip service, but the pressure is increasing. And what you'll see is that there will be a continual negotiation within companies with, uh, among shareholders, employees, uh, people who are providing the finance, the bankers that will lead to increasing amounts of green components to businesses and to capitalism. I think capitalism will start having a a greater green proportion, but it's going to take time. These attitudes are going to have to change, they're going to have to permeate through society and maybe a lot of these young people are going to have to get older and get into Uh, more responsible positions and before the the, the tide actually turns.
0: Wouldn't that be wonderful, though, to have more presidents and CEOs like yourself aware of this? I welcome that day. Kit Webster, thank you so much for your time and for all that insight.
1: I've enjoyed it very much
0: kids book capitalism is past its sell by date is available for purchase on amazon and you can always find hundreds of other exceptional experts at www.rolyapp.com i'm catalina villegas and you can always connect with me on social media at catalina official ofscl on twitter ig or facebook until next time